Welcome to episode three of the Worship is Life podcast, where worship equals relationship and relationship is the purpose of life. I'm your producer, Taylor Marshall, and I'm really excited to introduce you to today's guest. But before I do, I just want to um, talk about something, a theme you might see in our episodes here on the show. And, um, you know, we know that people come, um, you know, people like to consume content. I do as well. And that's why we go to podcasts and stuff like that and books for content. And so, um, you know, we know it could be easiest to just give you the content that we have right up front. And we have some amazing content to cover with our guests today. But, um, but we say in the intro every time that, you know, relationship is the purpose of life. So what we're doing with our format of these individual episodes is getting to really know the person we're interviewing, um, to create a template of an an example of, you know, making relationship priority. So even though we might not to get, get to the theme or the content to a little bit later in the, in the, in the show, um, we just want to emphasize the importance of getting to know the people around us. And so, um, today's guest is going to be awesome. Today's guest is Stephanie McDonald. Um, she's an amazing mother and we're excited to have her. And here is your host, Todd Marshall. Thank you, Taylor. And welcome Steph. Hi, it's so good to be here. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are so excited to have you and so excited about, uh, the theme of this show and um, talking about what is uh, worship as life look like in the life of a mom and with you, mm-hmm. Steph, in particular, in the life of a mom of young kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so we're looking forward to that conversation. But as Taylor said, you know, we're prioritizing relationship. Now, we're going to be talking about your relationship with your kids and how your relationship with God uh, impacts that and interacts with that. Um, but we want to value our relationship with you and just, uh, let our listeners know uh, a little bit about you and a little bit about how you know me and how you know Taylor. And so, yeah, let's just talk about the different connection points. First of all, um, how you and I know each other. Um, Mm -hmm. first of all, um, my daughter, Kelsey, you and Kelsey, um, are each other's great friends, some of each other's yes. best friends. So yeah, so yes. tell us a little bit about how you know Kelsey and, and that relationship. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Well, I went to North Central. I'm a North Central alum. Woohoo. Mm-hmm. And so I actually was in Corral with Kelsey and actually back in 2012 or 2000, and, I think it was 2012, I had an opportunity to go to Costa Rica with North Central's Corral under um, Larry Box direct as the director and um He had asked me to share my testimony at one of the evenings that we were um, ministering to some people down in Costa Rica. And after I shared my testimony, that was actually when Kelsey and I kind of really leaned into relationship with one another. So uh, that was really cool. So I've known her for almost a decade, which is crazy. Um, And she's been such a great friend. I Marco Polo her several times a week, every week, just about. And so she's kind of always my sounding board. And Mm -hmm. I just love her and I care for her. And uh, she's just one of my best friends. So. That's just love awesome. her so much. Yeah, and we're, yeah. we're blessed as a family that you guys are so close. Um, mm-hmm. And then also we're connected, you and I are connected in, on many levels of, of ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I serve here uh, in Minnesota District Assemblies of God as the Worship Arts Director for the state, and mm-hmm. you are on my executive team, so that's the vision team for that. Yes. Um, and, of course, that team has uh, seven or eight uh, other worship arts leaders around mm-hmm. the state. So just speak to the, just the value of those relationships and, and what it's like to get outside of, of your own little circle and build relationships with other people that are yes. ministering in the same role you are. Yes. Well, first of all, I feel like I'm just the person that is like so honored to be part of the executive team, whatever you want to call it. Um, Cause I'm just looking at, you know, there's seven or eight other people on the board or team with us and I mean, there's a Dave Collins, there's a Clinton Allen, and for a while, other other leaders as well, and just looking at them and their influence and their impact. But there's also leaders um, that are a part of rural churches. And so it's such a beautiful thing because I feel like there's just so many different people with so many, but such a vast array of um, experiences, and they all bring it to the table. And um, they all are serving God's church, God's people, the church, um, the, our family of believers, just week in, week out. And it's just so 
so cool. Just admire. I just feel like I'm sitting through a, a, a teaching literally every time that we get to talk mm. to each other. Last time I, I sobbed my way through mm. <laughs> our conversation mm-hmm. together yep. just because even what was shared on that team was just so impactful to my life in this season yep. that uh, we've been walking through. So, um, yeah, it's just such a treasure. I think, you know, I think of it, Dave Collins, who I've already mentioned, but um, he's just this tenured man of faith who has um, been a professor. He's been a worship pastor. He's been a dad. He's now a grandpa. And um, just has so much experience just to share. And I, even our last conversation, he talked about the faithfulness of God. Mm. And, you know, me being, I'm turning 30 this fall, but, um, you know, I'm not quite as, quite along the down the road as, as uh, Dr. Dave is, but just be so reminded of God's faithfulness as I, as I see this man who's so tender and sweet in spirit and sweet in heart, um, just be able to testify about who God has been and how he's been faithful to him and his family all throughout his life. And so, um, such a beautiful, beautiful thing, um, just be able to come together and yeah. learn from one another. So, yeah, just another value of relationship, relationship and, and yep. what what comes when we're willing to give ourselves and give our time and the return that comes from that, the blessing that that comes from yeah. that. Um, and you and I have, you know, we've had opportunities to serve on, on teams together, but even more yeah. so, um, you've had an opportunity to serve on worship leading teams with Taylor. So just, uh, I have, yeah, just I share have. with us a little bit, mm-hmm. just your connections with Taylor in ministry. Yeah. Well, I first met Taylor through Kelsey. So that's super cool because you're, um, brother and sister. Um, but Taylor is just one of a kind. I mean, he could play any instrument, every instrument. And, uh, I just value one, his musicianship, but also what he brings to the table every time he comes. He's out, there's always such a sweet sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and what he wants to do in a, in that unique time. And even just this last spring, it was Taylor, me, and then Matt Gusmer on the goose, as we call him, on the mm-hmm. on the drums. And so it was just the three of us, but we got to lead worship to a unique group of young adult leaders mm-hmm. and such a sweet time. Um, and so Taylor is flexible, he's adaptable, but he's always been such a great addition. It's, I always feel there's such a partnership mm-hmm. with Taylor. I don't have to, I just say, hey, I empower you and release you when we're together. And it's never, yeah, he's just a trustworthy worship leader and it's awesome. And it goes on and off the stage. I mean, I always, what's cool about Taylor, here I'm talking you up as you're listening, Taylor, but that's <laughs> that's the best thing, right? Um on and off the stage, Taylor's always interacting and having a relationship with people. It's not just a it's not just a thing where he's just leading worship and that's all he's there for. He's there to relate with people, to connect with people and mm. he, whether that be playing games or asking people about what God's doing in their life or what there's challenging. But I've always seen Taylor practice that. Um, whenever every experience and every um event, quote unquote, that mm. I've done with Taylor, it's been such a treasure. So he comes from good stock, though, too. So that's, that's a good <laughs> well, thing. he's got a good mom. We know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, you've told us a little bit about yourself and sharing those relational connections. Tell us a little bit more about you and your family. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got two little kiddos, Everly and Malachi. Everly's four and Malachi's two. They just celebrated their birthdays here in August. And um, my husband is Micah. And actually, three years ago, uh, we uh, started a nonprofit called Mac Ministries. We've been youth pastors and worship leaders at a church, a local church here, and then felt just the call from God, literally, <laughs> nothing else. But then just we just couldn't shake it that God was asking us to step up and step out into this kind of land of unknown mm-hmm. and um, just do full-time travel ministry. And we had a heart even before we were married um, to travel. That's kind of what something that we wanted to mm. do. Mike has always had this spirit of evangel- evangelism um, just burdened on his heart. And I've always wanted to just come alongside him and minister alongside him. And so, yeah, three years ago, we took a step of faith and said, okay, God, wherever and you want us to go and whoever you want us to minister to, we want to do that. And so God has just been, we just can't explain anything other than God's just open door after door after door mm. of opportunity. And, it's, and the cool thing is it's not about us. It's just about us yielding our, submitting ourselves to the Lord and just saying, Hey, we'll go wherever you want us to go um, and be whoever you want us to be. That's a prayer that we pray. Um, and just, yeah, whatever you want us to do, God will do. So we've been literally God's opened doors across the country from Alaska to Hawaii, literally mm. from New York to Washington. I'm not kidding. So, mm. um, all yep. we haven't picked up a phone call. God's just like opened wide the doors and mm. we're just super thankful for that. So yeah, it's been beautiful to watch. I want to circle yeah. back around to that, uh, eventually. Um, but share, uh, you know, 
when I bring guests on here, it's because I've seen their lives be an expression of what the vision and the mission of worship is life is. Mm. Um, understanding that that life is about connecting with God and what that means mm. to connect with others through God and how to live that out in a mm. daily basis. But I also mm. love to hear, because it, you know, relationship with God is so mysterious, I love to hear mm. people's stories about how they their eyes were first open to to who God is and and their need mm. for him or mm. how their ears were first open or how their senses were were first opened or or just or just a big a bit of the beginning process of that story so yeah so mm. tell our listeners a little bit uh what it was like for you coming into a relationship with God yeah that's a great great question um I actually grew up in a Christian home my mom and my dad um loved Jesus um, the cool thing about them, they were first generation Christians. Mm. Um, and so my dad literally, my mom came to know Jesus first. She was dating my dad and, um, she was dating my dad when she came to know Jesus and then realized I'm unequally yoked as it says in the Bible, right? Mm. <laughs> Which is like, so probably unfamiliar to a new believer. Like, what does that even mean? Mm. Um, but anyway, felt this call, like, okay, if, if Dave isn't, doesn't become a believer and doesn't choose Christ as savior of his life and king of his life by this date, I think it was, I, I want to say it was July 31st or something like that. She said, I'm going to dump him and I'm going to move on. Mm. Well, literally July 31st, my dad had showed up on my mom's um, driveway in his car, um, just completely wrecked the night before. He had literally encountered the Holy Spirit mm. <laughs> on this on a sidewalk, literally. Just wow. the Holy Spirit like met him and mm. just said, Dave, you're not living for me, basically. Um, I don't know all the details, but that's kind of that in a nutshell. And so, um, yeah, my mom just committed to praying for my dad, mm. and my dad came to know the Lord. And then there soon after they got married, they had four kids. So I grew up in a, in a home of, we went to church every Sunday. Um, I had loving parents who were married, which I'm so thankful for. Um, and they just, I remember I was just saying this to my husband just last week, cause we were ministering at a teen challenge camp, uh, last week, which was such a sweet and a special mm -hmm. opportunity. And I called up my dad last week and I just said, dad, thank you for being, um, someone that just you're willing to reach, reach and minister to anybody, mm. you know, it, it was, it was literally anybody. I, they were just had compassion and a tender heart toward anybody and everybody. And so anyway, I had an upbringing going to church, but I remember in high school, um, we ended up, or my junior high years, we ended up switching churches. Uh, we'd been a part of a non-denominational, non-denominational church and then transitioned into, um, an AG church actually, and I remember going to youth group for the first time and just seeing all of these teenagers just so on fire for Jesus, like mm. passionately worshiping Jesus, jumping up and down, lifting their hands, connecting their hearts, not just singing their singing songs. Mm. Um, and, you know, my youth pastor really believed in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so we were taking time and making room every Wednesday to hear like, Holy Spirit, what do you want to speak now? So somebody would share an exhortation or a prophecy or whatever. And so I just was like, immersed in that. And I'm so thankful for that. And so, um, and then my youth pastor approached me in my eighth grade year, cause we actually had a family band, a Christian family band growing up. Mm. And so he knew that we were musical, kind of everybody in the church knew we were musical. And so my youth pastor approached me and just said, Hey Steph, would you um, consider being a worship leader? Because our former worship leader is going to be graduating this year. And so we, we need somebody. And so he saw potential and spoke it to me and just opened a door of opportunity for me to walk into that. And so week in and week out, I got to just practice what it meant to um, lead people in worship, you mm. know. And uh, he was he was very intentional about discipleship and talking about, hey, this is what, you know, my parents model that too very well, you know, being a disciple of Christ. We we don't just talk the talk. We don't just sing songs. We're, we're living lives that, to the best of our ability, honor the Lord and honor mm -hmm. others. Yeah. And so I'm super thankful for that. But our my youth pastor was also very intentional about the discipleship piece, about getting in the Word and, um, you know, introducing Scripture into our, our Wednesday night gatherings and worship sets and that kind of thing. And so, um, yeah, I had my struggles. I, I battled depression and anxiety um, through high school and in mm -hmm. college. Um, but I first met Jesus really in a real way in junior high. Um, and then, yeah, I mean— there, we could go way into my testimony, but we don't mm -hmm. have to go there. So, okay. um, to, for, for time's sake today, but yeah, 
just was my, my parents modeled Jesus to me and I'm really, really thankful for that. And also had other incredible spiritual leaders who, um, also helped raise me to a standard of like, Hey Steph, like this way of living, God calls us to a, a, a holy living, you know, it's not about rules, but we are also to be set apart and we get to love Jesus and honor people in that way. And so, uh, yeah. I don't know if you want to keep me, want me to keep going there, but that's beautiful. No, it's a, <laughs> yeah, we love yeah. hearing, we love hearing people's stories and how, yeah. uh, God speaks to us individually and to people yes. in our lives. And, and it's always, it's always, you know, I tell people that, that it's not a formula, but it's a pattern. So yes. it, it never happens the same way twice, but it's always yeah. the same pattern. Yep. God yep. shows himself, invites mm-hmm. us to respond. And when we respond, then he responds. And it's just always yep. the same pattern, whether someone, many times it happens, m- many times it happens when people are in dark places that, um, all, all that, that dark place leads them to, mm-hmm. for the first time, seeing the light that's always been mm-hmm. there, you know, or hearing the voice that's always been there. Yeah, it's just, again, yeah. it's mysterious, but it's it's the greatest reality <laughs> on earth. So mm-hmm. awesome to hear the story about your dad. Um, yeah. Circling back to Mac Ministries. So, yep. um, you know, that story that uh, you guys have now is, you know, similar to my story, only mm-hmm. just my story was... A lot later in life than yours is, yeah. but being in that staff position and then sensing, hearing, seeing this direction, this call that requires mm-hmm. a huge step of obedience yeah. um, and trust, which yeah. we call faith. Um, but really yeah. that trust and that dependence when you get this sense and you're asking yourself, okay, God, is that you? And mm-hmm. you know what that means if I take this step. So yeah. uh, that's what uh, I know the story of, you know, that that's what happened with you guys in Mac Ministries. But mm-hmm. can you tell our listeners maybe a little specifics? Again, I love to, yeah. I love to, for people to hear, okay, what was it like? What's it like mm-hmm. for Micah to hear? What's it like for you to hear? What's it like for you as a couple to hear yeah. what was that birthing like? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, well, I had Everly, I um, gave birth to Everly in August of 2016 and I'd been on staff and there'd been some leadership changes. We'd um, at Cedar Valley, that was where we were employed at. Um, Pastor Jerry had retired and then there was lots of shifting of staff and that kind of thing. And then kind of amidst all of that sh- changing and shifting, um, I had Everly. And then six weeks after having Everly came back from maternity leave and, um, uh, I loved being a part of Cedar Rally. Absolutely loved it. They've got nothing bad to say about Cedar Rally. Um, I remember coming back from Everly, having Everly, and um, just starting to feel this like kind of unrest in my heart and mm. not feeling like I was fitting. And just like I remember Saturday nights going into Sunday mornings, I was just anxious about it. I was mm. like, what? You know, I couldn't sleep at nighttime. I mean, first of all, newborn children, how much can you actually sleep? Let's be real. But, um, then to, you know, even the time that I I was able to sleep, I just was so restless. I was just turning in my, just nervous about Sunday mornings. And, um, I, at first I just thought maybe it's just the change of leadership. Maybe it's just that I'm trying to find my groove with like my new boss or like maybe, you know, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Um, well, I remember January, I led worship for a women's night at Cedar Valley it was a Sunday evening and I, I led worship. All was fine. And as soon as I got off the stage, I just began sobbing. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> and I went to the bathroom because I was like, I don't even know why I'm crying. Like I, I was just, just, I, I don't, I can't even explain it to you, but I remember being sitting in the bathroom and then just thinking, God, I think, are, are, are you asking me to move? Like, I don't, I just remember feeling I don't fit here. Like I don't, hmm. I don't fit in this puzzle. And, you know, in that process, it, it, it could have been really easy for me to be like, well, it's because I have a new boss or it's because all these changes and, or it's cause I have a, have a baby, but it just, it caused me to just try to turn heavenward and up to God and just say, mm-hmm. Lord, am I supposed to still be here? You know? And so I remember kind of shaking my fist at God that night mm. <laughs> and saying, God, if this is you, you know, cause I was mad. I was a little mad. Mm. I was a little bit like, this is, I've done this for so long. My husband's still on staff. So God, if this is really you, you better show me. That was mm. kind of what I said. Yeah. And fast forward, I'm not kidding you. That week I attended, it was the first week of our new new Bible study and it was called All Things New. That was the title of the Bible study. It was mm. by Kelly Minter. And um, the very opening of our Bible study like video session, Kelly says, I'm a musician. And there was a season of my life where God asked me to step down from what I was doing. 
Hmm. And I was like, that cannot be God. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was just like, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. Like, but I, in my heart, I'm like, oh no, maybe this is actually what's happening, you know? And so I was like, okay, God, you know, like, show me again. I need you to show me again. And I, I remember someone saying to me, um, in my spiritual journey, just saying, Hey, if God's transitioning you, if God's speaking to you or asking you to take a big step, he's going to confirm that like two or three times. Like Mm. it's going to be a pattern. He's going to use people to kind of speak into your life. Well, then I ended up meeting with, um, a prayer counselor or prayer pastor, pastor Rita Erickson, amazing woman of faith, tenured at Cedar Valley, amazing, amazing woman. Mm. And I remember just talking to her and processing to her, all these things I'm feeling. And she just says plain as day in only way that pastor Rita can say, she said, Steph, you need to quit your job. Wow. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't. No, I don't. You know, cause I was just, sorry, I'm probably talking too loud. I was just so, I was really resistant to that because in my mind, in my humanness, I thought God's called me to ministry. My husband is on staff at this church. And if he's still on that and staff at this church, then my time isn't done yet. That was kind of mm-hmm. my reasoning, mm-hmm. you know, but I remember after that, just I was continuing to be restless, continuing to be restless. And uh, we ended up actually having dinner with Eric Samuel Tim, who's a traveling evangelist. Mm-hmm. Actually, very he does exactly what we're doing now. And uh, as we were departing, he yelled to us across the parking lot. And he said, Mike and Steph, I'll go in the way of peace. God speaks through peace. Hmm. And I couldn't shake that. And I was like, I don't feel at peace hmm. with the things that I'm doing here. And I just keep asking the Lord, you know why don't I fit here? And so like just through prayer, I just, I, I remember going to Micah. I said, I texted Micah and I said, Hey Micah, I need to talk to you about something. And, um, when I came home, I said, Hey Micah, I want to talk to you. He said, and he said to me, he said, the Lord told me you're supposed to be done with your job. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's exactly here. I'm going to cry. It's mine. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. <laughs> I said that that's exactly what I want to talk to you about. And he said, the Lord told me that. And he said, I'm supposed to give you, give you a yes. And just, you know, I want, want, I want you to do that. I mm-hmm. want you to do what the Lord's asked you to do. And really in my mind, it didn't make any sense. Like I already said, it didn't yeah. make any sense. I'm like, but I'm a worship leader and I went to school for music. And <laughs> can I still be a mom and a worship leader? Cause in my mind, I thought I have to, you know, give up, which actually the Lord was actually having me do that. I needed to give up this thing that I treasured in my heart, mm. which was being a worship leader mm. and be okay with saying, Jesus, you're enough. You know, mm. what you're asking me to do is enough, you know? And so I, I met with my, my boss and uh, my music pastor and I just told him, you know, I don't understand why, but I just can't shake the feeling that God's asking me to step down from my job. And he was, you know, totally great about it, very honoring, very respectful, and um, very kind in all, all of that manner. And uh, I remember that next weekend, as soon as I had had that conversation with my music pastor, that next weekend, I slept soundly going into Sunday morning. Wow. <laughs> so it was like a, it was a piece that I, I, wasn't, I hadn't been familiar with for months, um, but it was just God kind of peeling me, prying my fingers mm-hmm. off that, um, just being, trying to get back to being open-handed to what God wants me to do. And so anyway, Palm Sunday of 2017 was my last Sunday. And then shortly thereafter, um, in about May, so like a month and a half later, Micah came to me and said, Hey Steph, I don't have any vision for fall. I think God's calling me out of my job. And I was like, okay. But I look back (laughs) even then, I look back even then and I think, I think God knew I needed a little bit more time myself Mm. (laughs) because I remember Easter Sunday of 2017, um, showing up on a Sunday morning and I'd been on staff at the church for six years, about almost six years. And, um, actually six, just about six years to the mark. And I remember Easter Sunday showing up on a Sunday morning and having this identity crisis, like, oh, do, do people still know who I am? Do people still care yeah. about me? Yeah. Not having realized I'd wrapped up so much of who I was in the things that I did yeah. as a worship leader at Cedar Valley. Um, you know, and Cedar Valley is a, a, a big, quote unquote, bigger church, you know, um, and so you're, we're on a big stage. It's like high production value. There's just like lots of these great elements. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But for me, I found that I had wrapped up so much of who I was in that role. And, um, God had to kind of undo me a bit. Um, there was a couple of songs that really stuck out to me in that time. And, uh, um, uh, Nicole Nordman, she has a song, the unmaking, 
Mm. And it talks about this is where the walls give way. This is demolition day. Monuments of holy things, um, endless talk circling. Isn't that what I was supposed to do? Like mm. all these things that I was doing, isn't that what God called me to do? Um, and so anyway, those, over those next couple months, it just like literally for probably four months, I just had to come back to like, okay, God, you're what it's all about. You're what it's all about. You know, it's not about me. It's not about the things that you call me to do. You know, my identity cannot come from my calling, yep. right? My identity yep. comes from who Christ says that I am. And so anyway, we stepped full-time into Mac Ministries throughout that process. Micah didn't have that identity crisis, <laughs> I don't <laughs> think. I definitely did. And so I think, you know, I'm, I'm thankful to the Lord to give me, had, he gave me a little extra time to work through that. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, in, in September, we had thought we were moving in one direction. And then we just kept praying, God, whatever, wherever you want us to go, we want to go. So slam shut every door that's supposed to be closed and open wide the doors that you want us to walk through. And uh, we were headed in one direction, thought we were actually going to be moving out of state. Todd, you knew that. We, mm-hmm. I told you, hey, I need to step down from my job as the, in, on the executive team. And then that door, literally a week after you're we done with Cedar Valley, um, we got a phone call from that um, position um, just saying, hey, I'm so sorry, but the door is closed. Yeah. And we're like, well, this is what we prayed for. <laughs> mm-hmm. But what now, God? What now, God? And so just through prayer, um, we just felt like our job was to pray and fast. And so... Uh, I wasn't fasting because I was nursing. And so that just doesn't, that you can't do the math that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Mike, we just committed to praying and just asking the Lord, Hey, will you lead us? And so just opportunity after opportunity just started surfacing. And mm. um, we were invited to come and speak at just conventions and retreats and um, which is exactly something that God had put in our heart years ago to do. And now it was literally, he was just, yeah, like I've said over and over opening wide, doors for us to walk through. So hmm. it's been quite a journey. It's yep. been quite a journey. Yep. Many tears and many times of, God, I trust you. I trust mm-hmm. you. And, um, you know, every night with Everly, I, I can't say that we're doing it now, but I used to with Everly every night um, read a Bible story from her um, version storybook mm-hmm. Bible. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time we were reading, I have it right here in front of me. We were reading the story of Abraham. And uh, in, in the story, it says, God's asking Abraham, I want you to leave Haran, which is this place of familiar, right? It's where his, all his family mm-hmm. lived. And I want you to go to another land. Yep. And it says on the next page, it says that God didn't tell Abraham where that was. Yep. God just said, trust me. And like, I remember reading this story to Everly at nighttime, sitting in our rocking chair. And I was just like sobbing, like, okay, God, I'll trust you. I'll trust you. You know, because um, we really didn't know what the next step was. We just knew that God asked us to step out. And we, we honestly didn't know, um, yeah, what that next step was or what it was going to look like. But we just, we went to our, our spiritual leaders, our, our lead pastors and just said, hey, will you pray with us? This is what we got, feel God leading us to do. And um, so they prayed with us along the journey. We're, it's all about relationship, right? So yeah. like, we didn't just keep it to ourselves. As, as we felt led and, you know, we try to keep it private, but also felt like, hey, we need to involve other people that can pray with us and lead us and believe in us. And so it's been fun. It's been a journey. Yep. It's been really fun. So. Yep, yep, yep. That's beautiful. Um, and that story with Everly is, uh, that's a great segue hmm. into um, our conversation now for this episode. Um, so we've been, all these relational pieces and background stories, they've all, again, they've all had that familiar relational mm-hmm. pattern of, of yeah. God shows, I respond and God responds. So yeah. what I would like to, to hear from you is as a mom now, mm-hmm. um, now, so you have a four-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's it been like these last few years? What do you see moving ahead, but especially just what it's been like the last few years, how you and Mike are, are really intentional uh, in living and as parents, uh, especially, I even remember uh, Micah a while back. I mean, this could be two, three years ago coming mm-hmm. to me and just saying, man, you have like amazing kids. Tell, mm-hmm. tell me how that happens. <laughs> how, mm-hmm. does, how does that happen? How do you have such amazing kids? Yeah. And so what, what have you guys done now to, even at this young age in your kids, you shared, you know, the story about about the nightly stories. But what are the different ways you've done to both show your young kids how to engage with God and, and to help them help them yeah. engage with God even at this young age? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, that's a big question, <laughs> you know, because hopefully, um, my, my prayer is that I would weave, it would be woven throughout my, my life, mm-hmm. my, throughout our days, you know, that we would just be, um, speaking about God and pointing our kids to God. But one thing that, um, we try to do every night is that we try to just pray for our kids because things can't happen without prayer, without inviting the Lord to help us. So mm-hmm. it's not, it's not. You know, I remember Jeff Deal. He talks about I, I've because I've said, "Hey Jeff, your kids are awesome." He's like, "Well, praise be to God." <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like it's not just about us. It's also saying, "Hey Lord, we, we we submit and yield our kids to you." And so every night, I I try to pray uh, pray a prayer for my kids that their roots would grow down deep and their faith would be strong. They would mm. have courage to do the right thing, even when it's hard. Mm. That the Lord would bless them and keep them, make His face shine upon them, be gracious to them, and give them peace. Um, and so I just, yeah, every night we just invite the Lord and, um, prayers of, of part of our routine at nighttime. So it's just something that we do. Our kids hear us, you know, praying with them and praying Mm -hmm. over them, Mm -hmm. um, every night. Um, Mm. even so this last week we had a friend over to our house and he several times throughout our time with him said, Hey, would you guys really pray with me about the situation? Mm. Like three, four, maybe even five times mentioned it to us in his short time of prayer. And so even that night I said, Hey, Malachi and Everly, we're going to pray for our friend. Um, let's pray together. And so, um, we just even invite them to, as someone presents a need to us that we, we try to invite, you know, we try to pray for them or when we're on a road and, um, and we're driving or we see, a uh, someone in a accident or something, we say, Hey guys, we're going to just pray right now. Cause someone, someone needs help, you know? And so just even as, as situations kind of arise, um, we just try to pause and pause and pray, you know? And so yep. it's, it's not like long, strenuous prayers, uh, you know, cause they're little. And so their attention yep. obviously isn't that long, but just even taking moments like that, uh, to just turn our kids their, uh, attention and their direction of, you know, their hearts toward heaven, but also, um, to care for those around them. So it's not just about us, you know, um, at nighttime, I, I do try to say, Hey kids, who, who should we pray for tonight? Um, and I remember actually this one scenario, uh, my sister, Emily was pregnant at the time. And I asked Everly, I said, Hey, Everly, who should we pray for? She said, let's pray for auntie Emmy hmm. and let's pray for her eye. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, we'll pray for, you know, we'll pray for auntie Emmy's eye. You know, I'm just thinking this is a little girl yep. just, you know, wanting to pray. And an eye came to her mind. So she, we're just going to pray for Emily's eye. Well, we did. So then I texted Emily with a laughing emoji. I said, Hey, Emily, we prayed for you. And Everly wanted to pray for your eye. Ha ha. So we prayed for your eye. And she said, I actually was having issues with my eye today. Oh my goodness. And so that was a moment I just was like, <laughs> wow, Lord, <laughs> you can speak to my, my daughter mm. who's three, you mm. know, and uh, what a beautiful thing that you even would speak and move through a, a, a little girl and a little son. And so, you know, my son last night, he said a couple of things that he wanted to pray for. And so I was like, okay, I have faith that maybe God would be speaking through him too. So we're going to pray for the things that God's putting on his heart. But, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Some of the things like even just this last Sunday, um, I've just been in, in awe this summer. I don't know. I keep looking, lifting my eyes towards the sky. It's, I don't know. For some reason, the sky is just really put a lot of wonder in me and my mm, spirit about yep. who God is and creator God. And, um, and so when I have those kind of revelations or, you know, that seems like a big word, but when I have those moments, I'm like, wow, God's so cool. Or look at this creation. I try to also speak that aloud to my kids. You guys look at this guy. Isn't God so creative? Isn't Mm. he so big Mm. and beautiful? Mm. You know? So like, as I'm, it's, it's almost like what I do on a Sunday morning, like as I've like, so in awe of what God's doing in the room or what he's speaking, I, I speak that and I leave that out to the congregation. I'm literally, it's kind of like what I do with my kids, Mm -hmm. you know? That's um, a great analogy. To, yep. Not to evoke a response from my kids, but just to get their their gaze upward to think about heavenly things, you know. Um, Which is exactly yeah, the, your role as a worship leader. You know, you're not yeah. there to evoke a response. You're right. there to point to God and invite, yep. and you're doing it with your kids. That's so awesome. Yeah, you know, I remember growing up and like hearing my dad just randomly around the house, he'll say, hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. You know, Mm. I'm like, didn't understand it. I didn't understand why you would do that, you Mm. know? And now being an adult and a grown, grown person, almost 30, I find myself doing that. Like my mind, or if I find my mind going elsewhere or sideways or anxious or whatever, I'm just, I just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, just trying to bring my gaze and my focus back. And hopefully my, my kids, just as I caught that from my own parents, um, 
would catch that heart too, you know? Um, so yeah, I remember even just, just this last week, Everly hurt her ankle, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which was not fun. It was lots of tears and lots of crying, but I even in that moment felt frustrated because I just couldn't calm her down. Mm. And so as I'm holding her, feeling a little frustrated, I just said, Lord, help mommy, help mommy <laughs> because mommy needs, um, I, mommy needs your help too. And so, yeah. um, yeah, it's just being honest. I think one of the things I try to do with we try, we, not just me, we try to do with our kids is just be really honest about, Hey, mommy's, you know, mommy's having a hard day or the Lord spoke this to mommy. Like this morning, um, Micah did some devos with our kids, which doesn't have every morning, but he's like, I read Psalm 47 this morning to our kids, you know, but, um, just as, as we ebb and flow in our day to day, just, yeah, trying to speak that aloud so our kids hear it and they catch it. And, um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That's what we try to do to the best of our ability, but we're definitely not perfect. So that's, uh, that's beautiful. Living it, living it out, um, is what, uh, results in forming everyone around us, including, our right. little ones and maybe even, yeah. and maybe even more so. I mean that, you know, as we know, those ages are the most formidable years of mm. any person's life and the power of, of being in that environment and being surrounded yeah. uh, in that and being blessed to have parents who, who mm. are intentional and who get the purpose of life and who breathe yeah. that life into them. And you've already, you already have stories. You already have yeah. stories of a three-year-old and a two-year-old bearing fruit, yeah. right. <laughs> bearing right. fruit of that, which, yeah. um, you know, most likely those stories would not exist without mm. that, that, uh, those formational, uh, yeah. relational patterns of acknowledging God, welcoming mm. God and finding ways to engage God. And you yeah. gave one example already of my next question for you, because uh, being a parent and especially a mom of young kids mm-hmm. can be, is very trying mm-hmm. on your own, what? on your what? own being, <laughs> on your own being. So you gave, you gave one example, but what are, what are yeah. some other ways that you just personally engage God yourself in being a mom yeah. because you know you without his help is yes. <laughs> not going to be good. Yes. Yeah. That's a great, great question. Um, you know, being a mom is busy. It's hard to, you know, I admire, I really, I'm not the mom that's able to wake up at five and get her devos in before seven, you know, when the kids wake up, it's, <laughs> I, I, I probably could be, but I'm not. And so some of the things I do, um, when the kids go down, sometimes I'll, as I'm doing dishes, I'll, you know, I'll listen to a, a podcast or a sermon as I'm doing that. Um, or I'll listen to it, a, a, turn on a chapter of the Bible and have it kind of read to me as I'm multitasking. Um, I remember, I think it was Barb Dean taught me this principle, but she said like, Hey, as, just pray throughout your day. So as things come to your mind, just pray that out, you know? And so she said, even she said, one of the things that she did is that when she was folding laundry and folding her, her girl's underwear, she would pray purity over mm, her, wow. um, over her children. And so that's something, you know, as soon as I, a thought comes to my mind, whether that be good or bad, I just, I'll, oftentimes I'll just, again, speak out a, sh- a short prayer. Hey God, would you just protect my children as they travel here and there? Or, um, I just, you know, commit and I just pray that they would be bold for you. Mm. Just as things come to my mind, I just offer them back to the Lord and say, Hey, would you be a part of this? Um, that's, I think those are some of the things I try to do. Uh, I don't know. I think one of the things that I personally do is as, as the Lord reveals something to me, Mm -hmm. I try to also share that Mm -hmm. with other people, whether that be my husband or whether that be actually just telling my kids, Hey, you know, this is what the Lord spoke to me. Isn't that cool? Or, you know, so I don't know. It's, it, it almost seems like, and Todd, I remember talking with you about this a a while ago, but just trying to have conversation through God without throughout my day, Mm -hmm. you know, um, especially when my kids were really little, um, it was really hard to be able to sit down and just have three hours, you know, just couldn't sit down and have two or three hours of uninterrupted time. That's just not realistic, you know, before kids. And when I was single in college, uh, or not married in college, I would sit in my room for three hours at a time and journal and pray and read and, you know, that kind of thing. But like now being a mom, that's just not, it doesn't look that way. And so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what, how else to answer that, but just, 
No, that's great. Try, I mean, really, yeah. the whole I mean, the whole message of worship is life is is yeah. How do we engage God in every moment, yeah. in every day? Yeah. And yes, those set apart times are important, but not mm-hmm. so that the list can be checked off. But that's right. where those times just help us yeah. form the pattern that we're going to li- be living our day in. Um, yeah. When you're um, when 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 like when your when your patience is being tested and um, with the kids and stuff, mm-hmm. what, what's your way of what's of your way of crying out for God for help in those moments? Yeah, I literally pause. <laughs> if I haven't already lost my cool, mm-hmm. I try to pause and I just I literally speak aloud. God, I just need your help right now. Mm. And sometimes even I even say to my kids you know what? Mommy needs to ask the Lord for help, for patience. <laughs> I mean, I just verbalize. Yep. I'm just honest. I just try That's to be honest. really real, you know, and, or, you know, Daniel, okay, this is going to sound really weird. Daniel Tiger. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys are familiar with Daniel Tiger, but it's a, it's a playoff of Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Yep. Um, and Mr. Rogers actually was a, a Methodist pastor. If you didn't know that, mm-hmm. which is super cool, super cool. So even some of the principles that he talks about and that are actually even talked about in Daniel Tiger, there's some very biblical values <laughs> absolutely in them, you know? And so I remember, you know, some of the things I take away even from Daniel Tiger that I'll spit back to my kids, which mm. are biblical values, like, hey, it's okay to be angry, but it's not okay when anger turns into hurting someone else, mm. you know? Mm. And so trying to adopt some of those things and they really, they match up biblically, wow. you know? And so just spitting those back, you know, relaying even the messages that I've heard that I know are biblically and true, biblical and true. And yeah. just speaking those aloud to my kids. Hey, you guys, it's okay. Mommy's upset, but it would, you know, mommy's just needs a time to cool down and then we'll, then we can work on this together, you know? Um, yeah, that's yeah. good. That's being real. Even, that's, that's being real. Yeah. That's what we want. Yeah. Everly said to me, I think it was last night or the night before, uh, it was like she went into mother hen mode and was talking, mother hen mode and was talking to Malachi mm. and said, Malachi, it's okay to be mad. But God says we aren't supposed to fight. So like here she is like spitting awesome. out, you know, wow. values that we've talked about. And I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. You know, which are totally in four-year-old form. But um, God is simple, right? And yeah. faith should be simple. So yeah, it's kind of fun. It's amazing, all, Steph. All the things. It's amazing. A theme that we've seen um, in our few episodes here so far is um, – every person we've interviewed has just talked about real life scenarios where mm-hmm. even for a listener, maybe it seems glamorous or like, well, yeah, they have this, but you're just being vulnerable yeah. and talking about very real, normal things. And yeah. sometimes crying out to God doesn't seem like the thing that makes the most sense or the thing you necessarily mm-hmm. want to do in the moment, but you do it intentional, intentionally, live intentionally, and it makes a difference. So really yeah. cool. Um, in our last, uh, on our last show, we were actually, um, kind of rudely interrupted, um, Oh, no. By a family friend that kind of turned into like a weird cameo appearance. Um, and it actually surprisingly went pretty well. Um, so we we figured we'd give it a shot again, if that's okay with you. Um, sure, man. Is that Let's okay? do it. He's, give me one sec to just punch him in here. He's actually been waiting patiently for um, oh, the last nice. 40 minutes Patience. on the line. So let me just punch him in here. Wow. Uh, okay. Let's see. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to keep this quick. Uh, Billy Bob, this is Steph McDonald. Am I, am I on with Stephanie McDonald? Oh, hi, Billy Bob. Ste- it's nice to meet you. This is Steph McDonald. It's Stephanie? I've heard so much about you. Is it really you, Stephanie? <laughs> it's me. Wow. Well, I know, oh, I know you don't know. I know you don't know me, but I feel like I know you through, uh, oh. through Precious Kelsey. You know, oh, I know the, I, I'm close with the Marshall family, so I know Kelsey mm-hmm. really well, and, she, and she's told me all about you. And what Stephanie? That's that's such a beautiful, do you, beautiful name. Do you have a nickname? Do you have a nickname? What do you people can call, call me? You? Steph. Steph. My nickname used to be Steffi in high school. Oh, Steffi. That's that's a while ago. That's a beautiful name. Beautiful nickname. You know, my my sweetheart, the mother of my children. She has she has a beautiful name too. Sometimes I wish, you know, it was a little shorter like yours, you know, because the mother of my children is uh, uh Donna Bell, Bobby Sue, Linda May McCall. You know, Ooh. that can get a little long. That yeah. can get a little long. So we, you know, we have a shortened nickname for her too. You know, we just, we just called Donna Bobby Linda. You know, uh, still doesn't right. you know still doesn't quite really roll off the tongue like I like, <laughs> but I like Steph. 
That's nice. Thank you. That's Thank really you nice. So much. Well, let me just say, you know, from the start, that you know, I know a thing or two about a thing or two. So, for example, you know, as I talk to you, as I hear your voice, you know, I've never met you in person, but I just have, I can just see you. I hear your voice, and I can just see you. For instance, I hear your voice, and I'm like, Step, she's a redhead. You're you're mm. a redhead, aren't you, Step? Uh, nope, not a redhead. What? You're not a redhead? No, sir. No, I see sir. a clear, clear, clear as a bell. Okay, so br- brunette, you must be a brunette. Not brunette. Try again. Oh, well, black, man, black hair. Yeah, black hair. Not black hair. You're you're getting close. You're almost there. I'm out of I'm out of guess I'm out of guesses, Steph. Oh no, should well, I tell you then? Please, please. I'm just getting embarrassing. I have blonde, bright blonde hair. Blonde hair. Blonde hair. I would have yes. never I would have never guessed. I would have never guessed. Blonde hair. Picturing Stephanie with blonde hair. Well, yes. you know, I I just love how close you are to precious Kelsey. And um and you know, our listeners, I don't think they know this story, but um but you know, uh Kelsey is pregnant with the first baby. She is with child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Marshalls are gonna have their first grandbaby and uh and it was a journey, you know, it was a journey. Mm-hmm. It didn't come it didn't come easy. Uh, you know, for them to get pregnant. There's quite a story about about that. It's a special story. I'm just curious, like um, like I know you are part of the journey all the way. So, mm-hmm. what, what like what was your response, Steph? Like when when Kelsey told you she was pregnant, like what was oh, your response? Oh man, oh man. Well, as I told you earlier, well maybe you weren't listening. Were you listening earlier on the podcast? Well, I had a few distractions going on. Okay. Okay. Well, early in the podcast, I was telling the the listeners and our friends that I get to Marco Polo Kelsey every week, just about. And so we're always talking about life. And so I remember it been, was it, how long had it been? Was it two years that they'd been kind of waiting for and trying for a baby? I heard it was baby? like three or three years. Three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's been, it was a while. It was a while. So this last um, springtime, we were in quarantine, so we're not allowed to see anybody. And um, Kelsey... Marco polled me and uh, said she wasn't feeling very well. And I, and I replied back to her and I said, Kelsey, you know, how are you feeling? You know, how are you doing? I, I mentioned something about maybe a baby or that kind of thing, which I'd also tried to be very gentle and tender and yes. careful about when yes. I was asking her outright, yes. obviously in this time of waiting. Um, but then she never re- replied and responded to hmm. my, my question hmm. And so I thought, mm, maybe something's going on. So then I asked her one more time on the, on the next Marco Polo. And again, she ignored the question. And so um, she texted me. Yep, yep, yep. And then she messaged me saying, hey, Steph, let's get together. Maybe we should get together and meet up at Chick-fil-A. And we'll park our cars and we'll be, you know, we'll practice social distancing. Oh, yeah. But we can just meet up in person. And so I thought, oh, she has to tell me something really important. And so we ended up um, meeting up at Chick-fil-A in Apple Valley. And um, she said, oh, just a second. So we were pulled up. We were talking. And then um, she's like, oh, Steph, I I have to show you something. I have to show you something. And so... I tried to be as distracted as I could be, but I thought maybe she was going to be telling me. Well, then she showed me her, her positive um, pregnancy oh. test and her test result. Oh. And I screamed my head off. Oh. And I, I cried. And oh, it was that's so beautiful. fun. It was that's so beautiful. fun. That's beautiful. That's yes. Thanks for yes. sharing that story. I know it's a joyous occasion. It's a joyous <laughs> occasion. And she speaks so highly of you as a mom. Mm. And uh, it's, just, it's just beautiful. Motherhood is mm. a beautiful beautiful thing she's gonna be a great mom she is she is thanks for thanks for sharing Steph so nice to meet you so nice to meet you nice to meet you I hope to see you in person someday I sure hope so can't wait to see your face okay bye Steph thanks thanks Billy Bob and thanks Steph for um you know you know uh just kind of putting up with that we try to keep (laughs) we just try to take care of him and it really makes his day when we that's really good i'm sure yeah Yeah. long time friend way from the past way from the past (laughs) say um as we wrap up here steph um yes you know our our ministry um is friends uh with a gentleman who wrote a book for children 
called yes. My First Worship. Um, and yes. I've, had, well, I've actually brought this book all around the world. And, and it's just mm. a great book of, of doing exactly what we've been talking about. Uh, it's mm. beautifully illustrated and it just, it's, it's ways of uh, words of forming our kids, how to engage yes. with God all throughout their day and then how that helps them engage with mm-hmm. each other. So I know you have a copy of the book. I know you've read it I to do. your kids a couple times. Yes. My first worship, it's great. I actually was, I pulled it out um, just this afternoon and I read it to my kids um, before nap time and Everly said, mommy, can you read it one more time? Oh, she wanted great. me to read it one more time. It's such a sweet, sweet picture. And it's just, I like, I read through these pages and I think, oh my word, that's literally like motherhood and parenthood. And mm. it's such a, it's such a beautiful thing. Mm. It literally walks through a kid's day from morning to nighttime and how, um, how a child and how his mommy and daddy also engage with God. And so it's a really, really sweet thing. And I'd highly recommend it to all you moms and dads out there. And even those that are, um, so waiting on your little one, that it'd just be a, a, a time that you can sit down and just reflect on who God is through our kids. So yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Well, this has been great stuff. Um, just been great conversation and uh, hopefully just helping people uh, and encouraging them to, you know, really, really be intentional about mm-hmm. um, thinking about their kids and, and, and inviting God uh, in, in every way they can think of into their kids and just helping them experience relationship with God through their parents at these young, at these young ages. So beautiful conversation. Um, we've just loved having you on. Thanks so much. And we'll, uh, we'll have to do it again sometime. Yes, thank you so much. I'm so honored to be a part, really, really. Love you guys. Yeah, I love you. God bless. To find out more about Mac Ministries, head to mac-ministries.com. For more information and resources about Worship is Life, head to worshipislife.org. My name is Stephanie MacDonald, and you're listening to the Worship is Life podcast.